0: Welcome to another edition of the Dean Leggy Show here on Dog Post. Uh, Georgia-South Carolina, a game I know well. I think I've missed this game exactly once since 1993. Uh, a stunning, what at the time was a stunning win for South Carolina over Georgia and Athens. bringing Bennett over the top, one of, well probably the most famous radio call or call period in South Carolina history. Uh, South Carolina's had better seasons, but maybe not more, uh, a more dramatic win than that one in Athens that day. It rained at halftime or third quarter, whenever it was, it rained all over everyone at the stadium. So that was a, that was a game I remember very well. Um, I did not go to Columbia in 1994, but ever since 1995, I've watched Georgia and South Carolina go back and forth in this scene. Georgia usually winning two games for every one they lose with the exception of the, uh, the stretch there at the change of the decade, uh, at the start of this decade, Georgia has really dominated this series. Um, South Carolina has played better in it for sure, but ever since uh, you know this thing has started, Georgia and Carolina, it's been pretty lopsided. Less li- less lopsided um, since Carolina joined the conference. I think Georgia's 18 and nine in that time, but um, some of those games were very good South Carolina teams. Against uh, pretty good or very good Georgia teams. I mean, you start looking at Carolina from 2010, 11, and 12. Those were good South Carolina teams, the best South Carolina teams that that program has ever had. Um, obviously, Georgia knocking off Carolina in 13. So, this is a game that used to have more oomph in it. Um, certainly, when Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier were there, this was a game that, that really mattered a lot. In fact, um, Carolina and Georgia typically play at the start of the season. I mean, they did so last year. It was the second game of the season as sort of the traditional home of this thing since Carolina, Georgia, Carolina came into the SEC in 1992. But uh, of late, the game's going to get moved around even more. It's going to become more of a fall game rather than a summer game. This is only the third time. South Carolina's 2 and 3 this season. This is only the third time since 1987 that South Carolina has come into this game with a losing record. Now a lot of that time, maybe half of them, uh, the, of those years, South Carolina. It was either the second or first game of the year, but it 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 was a um, a trendsetter for the year. I can count on my hands how many times Georgia lost to South Carolina in a year and had a good year. Two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Um, they've not lost to them a lot, so there's that, there's that, but. You know, when you go back over history, 1993 was a bad year. 1996 was a bad year. Uh, 2000 was not a good year. 2001 was not a good year. Those were eight and four seasons. Uh, Carolina shocking Georgia, I think, would be one way I would look at it in 2007. So I can count on my one hand, 2007, 2011, 2012, uh, which years Georgia had that were good seasons and losing to Carolina. Uh, I don't see Georgia losing to Carolina this game at all. Um, but Carolina does bring something to the table. They may have changed at quarterback due to injury that change may have been coming anyway. That's always hard to know. Ryan Halinsky now for Carolina, who has been finding his way as a freshman. Um, but for Kirby, he knows that Alinsky brings, uh, one set of challenges cause he's new, but also South Carolina, uh, these coaches never talk down the other side. South Carolina's relatively physical team. In 2017, they really fought Georgia. It was a double-digit win for the Dogs, But South Carolina was one of the more physical games that year for, for Georgia. Here's what Kirby said about what he expects for the 2019 edition of Georgia and South Carolina.
1: I think they're playing uh, uh, a lot better. They've gotten better throughout the year. You can tell from game one to game two. And um, they're healthier, number one. They've got uh, uh, a lot of guys uh, playing at a high level. Um, Got a lot of respect for the way Will runs the program. Um, I think they're doing a really good job. Both coordinators um, really get after you. They put pressure on you in three phases offense, defense, and special teams. Um, They do a uh, great job up front defensively. They got a lot of big guys and more big bodies than they've had uh, in the past and they're healthy. Uh, And then offensively they've got one of the best wide receivers that, that I've seen on tape and Brian Edwards. He does a great job. Halinsky uh, is a very talented quarterback. We recruited him hard here. He's got extreme arm talent. Um, he can make all the throws. Um, and they're doing a lot of things that are uh, tough to defend offensively, and they put pressure on you from special team standpoint. So it been an exciting game. I want to challenge our fans who have always responded to challenges. To get in your seats early and get ready for an early kickoff, uh, our guys will need that support and we'll need the uh, crowd noise and the impact we had in the Notre Dame game. We'll need that same thing uh, going as a young quarterback.
0: One important thing about this game this season is uh, this is one of actually six SEC schools who will play Georgia this year that that do not – that have that do not have a game the week before vanderbilt being one of them that's not a bye week for vanderbilt so georgia has played vanderbilt and tennessee both of whom did not play the week before obviously because vanderbilt didn't have the season started then but georgia's two and over those games tennessee being the other one uh carolina florida missouri and auburn will all have off weeks before georgia plays them will that catch up with the dogs um against missouri or even auburn missouri is all of a sudden putting together a season that is decent i mean you start the season with a lost wyoming you're wiped out otherwise they'd be a top 15 team right now the way that they're handling business they beat south carolina's brains in out in columbia missouri so that's another thing to monitor is The Texas A&M game for Georgia, yeah, that looks challenging and so forth, but it might be the Missouri game that is much more of a competitive fight, maybe a two-touchdown game rather than a three-touchdown game everyone thought it would have been after the Tigers lost to Wyoming to start the season. I still don't know how you lose Wyoming. The other thing about Missouri that's something to watch is if Kelly Bryant is banged up, that's going to really hurt the Tigers. They went out and got him on for, for a reason. Georgia has 22 starting spots each season, each week. And for the season, I did go over some things. This is kind of interesting. 19 players have started in 11 spots on offense. So Georgia's had consistency, generally speaking, at offense. It's not been unbelievable. Part of that is that when you run multiple formations, guys like James Cook start with uh, uh, DeAndre Swift, Brian Harion got a start. He's a starter at one point in time this season against Vanderbilt. So stuff like that kind of adds up to be the nineteen guys. Wide receiver has changed. There's been three starters in one spot there with Kyrus Jackson, Matt Landers, and now Cager uh, is is starting. Cager. I'm not. I still am doing a horrible job pronouncing his name. Tyler Simmons has started every single game. The right side of the offensive line, also at right guard and right tackle, has been jumbled up for the Dawgs uh, along the way. Guys like Cade Mays, Isaiah Wilson, Jamari Salyer, uh, they have all played and started this uh, this season for Georgia on the right-hand side of Georgia's line. So injuries certainly having an effect on the offense, but five positions uh, for Georgia's offenses have, have had the same starter each week the three offensive line positions from center all the way over to left tackle have all been the same. Uh, excuse me, uh, center, left tackle have been the same. I, I'm doing this now off memory. I know Jake Fromm has started every single game. But the five offensive uh, positions, the two guys that you would think would start all the time, Tyler Simmons and Jake Fromm, they have started every game. So five positions at all on offense have started every single week. The other uh, six positions have been jumbled a little bit, mainly on the right offensive line. And then uh, at wide receiver, and then when they go in multiple positions, woo! A lot of yawning here. The defense has been steadier. Uh, only sixteen players have started eleven spots on defense this fall for the Dogs. Uh, seven offensive positions have been, have had the same starter each week. The defensive end spot with Mikhail, uh, Mikhail, um, with David Marshall and Mikhail Sherman um, Kel Sherman and Malik Herring have they've gone back and forth at defensive end. So it's not been three people who have started in five games; it's just been two. But um, the secondary is where in those sort of four to five spots, that's where you've had uh, seven different starters. And I I would have to go off memory right now to say who those guys are. But for the most part, you've seen that for Georgia, even with injuries on both sides of the ball, and they both they've both been hit with injuries. They have still managed to be an effective team. You're seeing the depth that Kirby has built over these three and four recruiting cycles, kind of three and a half recruiting cycles. That is really showing uh, right now in Athens. It's it's an important thing when you talk when you start looking at after these ga- these next two games, South Carolina, and Kentucky, Georgia gets into the meat of a schedule that will involve probably playing three, if not four. Uh, top 20 teams so you've got obviously the gators will probably still be a top team top top 10 team whether they win or lose it at lsu auburn will probably still be a top 25 team missouri will probably be a top 15 team if they continue winning because all of their games are very late uh and then texas a&m it will depend if you know have the voters had enough of them losing i mean you start looking at They've got Alabama this week. They've already lost to Clemson, and then they already lost to, uh, oh, who was it? Auburn? Someone. I can't remember. It, well, on Auburn, it would be that they have lost to Clemson, uh, Alabama, and there's another loss in there. My mind's going blank, but Texas A&M still has to deal with um, LSU, um, Auburn. Did they lose? Is that who they lost to? Man, I'm going crazy here. It's one of those days um, when you – When you start talking about other teams in the league and the the detail of the other teams, that's harder for me to keep up with. I watch the bulk of the games in the SEC each week, um, sometimes two and three times, but I do forget from time to time who's lost to whom. I mean, I know Auburn's lost to Florida, and the Gators haven't lost at all. Georgia has not lost at all, and Alabama's not lost at all. Neither has LSU. So two weeks in a row here of back-to-back SEC undefeateds, on uh to highlight the schedule it is kind of someone was asking me this on dogpost if you don't go to dogpost.com uh, you really should go check it out we have a lot of free stuff but we have a premium message board that's only for georgia people so in the world of social media you get a lot of trolls out there we don't have any trolls you're getting paid for you're paying for inside information you can try it out you should try it out right now a dollar for a month no you know you can cancel it anytime but one thing that folks were saying over there was you know why did CBS skip the LSU-Florida game? It's a good question. Um, Alabama-Texas A&M always looks more appealing maybe than it is. That has been a big game for CBS through the years. Alabama is a huge draw just the way that Georgia is, a, a bigger draw than Georgia is Alabama on, for television. So that's probably why they went with that game. But at the same time, you know, it's hard to argue a top 10 matchup being on your network uh, with the draw that would be the LSU-Florida game. Um, they probably made a mistake on that deal. Uh, but let's just see how it goes. I mean, if the Alabama A&M game is tight in any way, um, which you know I don't see happening, but if it is, CBS will have made the right call. As For Georgia and Carolina, I thought this game was very possibly going to be a 6 o'clock ESPN game. They decided to do that a week later. Uh, so Georgia next week against Kentucky will either be the three. This is going to be a curious television decision too. Will be either Georgia Kentucky uh, or at three thirty or Georgia Kentucky will be at six o'clock on ESPN. So and that so ESPN basically shifted it a week, probably because they um, when they realized they could get Florida uh, LSU they said well why would we do a doubleheader we'll just take a huge game there throw game day at it and we'll kick that thing off at eight. Ended at 11.30. Everybody will watch that game too. And I'll say this about Florida LSU. Um, I do think that game is going to be closer than people think. I would be surprised, but I would not be stunned if Florida pulled the upset. Um, I don't trust LSU the way that i should for a team that's a top five undefeated team their offense is unbelievably good that game is in tiger stadium there's no reason they should lose it but i don't like their defense uh they may match up pretty well with florida because florida's offense is so substandard but i don't like that lsu defense that's going to cause them problems at some stage uh we will have the pregame show tomorrow on dog post. If you're listening in the car on iTunes or uh, SoundCloud or whatever device, I appreciate everyone listening to me. We, we typically get about eight to 10,000 people who listen to this show in one form or the other, whether it's on Instagram or, um, uh, YouTube, iTunes or, uh, SoundCloud. So for an independent website to get that sort of, uh, traction, is uh, something that we really appreciate. If you're interested in sponsoring or talking, if you have a business that you would uh, be curious about how what the rates are for this and all the exposure we can give you, make sure to let us know. Dean at dogpost.com is my email. If you're a subscriber, you know my phone number, so you can call me if that's the case. But Georgia and Carolina, really hard for me to see how Carolina wins this game. I could see how they could stick around for a while, but they're going to be going strength on strength. And I just don't, See how that happens. So I, I think Georgia will win. Stay tuned to the pregame show next week. If you're on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Dean Leggy uh for dog post, D A W G P O S T dot com. Go there now. We'll see you over on the website.